89.9 The Light, you're with Cam and Joe. So good to be with you on a Wednesday morning. Our guests are some of our faves, Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family. Good morning, guys. Great to have you back. Good morning. Oh, it's good to be with you. Now, we want to talk about social media today because in the midst of school holidays, kids can often be consuming more social media every day than necessarily they might do in a normal routine. But as parents as well, we have a responsibility with regards to the way that our kids are using social media as well. So let's start here. How do we responsibly parent in this area? Well, that's a very good question. And it's a question that we often get asked here at Focus on the Family Australia. The challenges that we live is that this is where kids actually live. This is like oxygen to them. If, if they're not connected somewhere along in the social media platforms, and I have to say Facebook is not the one that they go to. That's old school. That's for us old people. Yeah. There are so many other different platforms that they can be communicating on. And you have to be up to date. And there's so many new things coming out all the time. And so mums and dads have to be, we're not saying that it's the, it's the bad thing. We're just saying that you have to be able to be aware of what your kids are consuming, what they're observing, what they're listening to, and being able to have those frank and brave conversations. Because if your kids, you know, delving the things that they shouldn't be and they're hiding things from you, then that's a concern. It's a red flag because why are they hiding things? But also they may be either being bullied and you're not aware of it. So mums and dads have to be aware of what your kids are looking at. Um, I have uh, teenage kids, 19 down to 12, four of them. And um, yeah, you're right. Facebook is for old people. That's what they say. But um, they are very much into YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, you know, um, all of these kinds of things. Um, what do you find is the, the biggest concern on all these multifaceted areas of social media? Well, I think the biggest thing is that some children are getting access to things that they shouldn't be because there's an age verification. A lot of things have to be 17 plus or 18 plus, but you can be 12, 13, but there's no age verification. Or they may come up and say, oh, mom, dad, everyone's on it at the moment. Uh, can, can you give me permission to download this app? And mums and dads go, oh, are you sure everyone's doing it? Oh, yeah, everyone's doing it. Uh-huh. Anytime, that's, anytime yeah. a kid uses the word everyone, that's a red flag for mum and dad. But being aware that sometimes that the apps they're looking at is not secure and all sorts of people of all backgrounds from all over the world different ages and stages and people who haven't got the best interests of your child in heart, at heart and they can actually groom your child online and they are oblivious to it. Are there flags that we should be looking out for if we suspect that that might be happening with our children? And if, they, and if there are, how do we actually handle it as parents? What's the best way to deal with that? Well, having an open, honest conversation with them and building that relationship with your child is paramount. You can't have a healthy conversation with your child unless you've got a good relationship with them. Mm. And uh, would you agree, Kate? Yeah, look, I think you'll, if they're hiding stuff, you will start to see changes in behaviour. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem to go hand in hand. Uh, if they've seen, maybe they might have seen pornography or something like that along the course of the way, and they can start to get angry really quickly. Um, or they have kind of a sense of shame or, a, you know, and you start to see their behaviours change. And, and I guess that that's when the art of questioning comes in and 
you know, what is it, is there something concerning you? And then I go, no, really quickly. And you go, well, you know, I've seen some changes in behaviour and, you know, that was really worrying to me. And, you know, if there's something I can help you with and you, you can share anything with me and I won't react, um, I, I just want to be there to help you yeah. work through it. And that's an important um, key, Mums and Dads, <laughs> not to react yeah. because then it shuts the conversation down. Having done that when my boys were younger, having reacted and then gone, what am I doing? Um, I will shut them down forever. Um, and so learning to respond rather than react. And really the aim is to keep them safe and to protect them from harm. And so the only way to do that is to let them know that you're really there for them regardless of what they say. Yeah. How do you sort of come at a conversation where, you know, you, I'll say to my children, oh, what are you watching? What are you doing? They go, oh, just nothing, just YouTube, nothing much, just watching. They're following different people on different devices. Yeah. And I think it, it gets so out of – it can feel overwhelming as a parent because – like for me, I've got four children. They're all doing different things mixed in with homework, of course, which is on a device. Um, everything is on a device. So to be able to tell the divide between doing something, you know, well, homework versus, you know, going off on sites that might hold danger, especially in this COVID period, everything is on a tablet or a device. It's, yeah. it's a bit hard to, you don't want to also helicopter parent where everything you're questioning. So where's the balance, especially in this season? Uh, it look. You know, to be honest, I was a teacher. So I, you know, having devices in the classroom and you've got 28 devices going on. And, you know, the number of times that it, as a teacher walks closer, you see them flick the screen. <laughs> and so it goes back to the, the, the work. Um, so I ended up having all the kids turn their computers around. And so all their computers were facing me. Uh, they go, oh, gosh, you're the only teacher that's ever done that. Um, <laughs> and turn I said, the whole, whole classroom yeah, turn yeah, the whole class. <laughs> Now the kids are looking at the back of the room and the computers are looking at me. Um, <laughs> and, they said, and I said, because I have, was a child once, I know we didn't have computers, but I know that, you know, if you could work out a way to get around things, you will. But I think the important thing is that we are able to talk about things with our kids. Like, I mean, we've got our youngest is 22. Um, but he's a youth leader, so he's got TikTok and, you know, all those things that the young people <laughs> yeah. are looking at. And so he will kind of share stuff. Oh, this is really funny. Oh, this is really fun. Get them to share some funny stuff with you. be part of I mean, their So you're world. actually a part of what's going on. You're not going, oh, you're on that again. I mean, we, we hear the NBA stats. We hear about TikTok challenges. We hear about... And so we're kind of part of what's actually going on, regardless of age. You know, it's not... It's not like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. Well, you know what? Our couch was the recipient of a TikTok challenge, um, <laughs> so, of, of an egg challenge that went wrong. And, you know, it's just being part of their world um, and getting into that. And I think that stops you from being suspicious and them feeling like you're watching them all the time mm. because you could go, oh, guys, have you seen any funny memes or any other funny things? And that's suspicious nature that we can be yeah. is that we're trying to find out what's going on part of the rules and regulations and the responsibility of owning uh, a device or having apps is that you as mum and dad should have permission to be their friend if they are hiding something then they're not mature mm. enough to have it mm. so if they aren't going to allow you to be their friend then that's a concern it means that they can't be trusted but then if you are your child's friend you don't embarrass them. You don't post things without their permission. All the common courtesy that we need yeah. to, uh, what we would like for ourselves, we should 
um, be able to give that to extent to them. Um, But at the same time, you can be aware if your child is being bullied or you can be aware of what your child is looking at or consuming or communicating with. Um, The rules and regulations have to still be the standard that don't accept someone's friendship unless you physically know them. you know, this whole idea that their self-esteem, their self-worth is because of how many likes they get or how many friends they have, then that is not a good driving force. So mums and dads just have to be, uh, you know, aware of what they're looking at. But some things to look at on apps to be on on the devices. If you see Computer Calculator Plus, that's a red flag because actually hiding things in Calculator Plus. There's another thing called HIP. Hide It Pro, which is actually another sort of folder on their devices that they can hide things. So if they're hiding things, that is a red flag. And so having those conversations, as Kate was sharing, is so vitally important. Yeah, and I think another thing too is as they get older, um, it's really great for your older teens to have somebody that they're accountable to. It doesn't need to be you. And so they can link with another person who can then see everything they're looking at. Um, we, our boys all did that um, so that they had somebody who knew what they were watching. Our youngest had our eldest, um, and that still happens. You know, they're 22 and 26, and the eldest still sees exactly what the youngest is looking at uh, so that they keep each other accountable uh, and challenge them if they see something that's not quite right mm. uh, because we want them to do the, you know, be the best that they possibly can be and keep them, you know, safe. Guys, I'm conscious that we've talked about this for a while, but I'm... A- a little curious on this one a lot of parenting um you could almost say it's best to model the patterns of behavior that you want to see rather than just telling your kids hey this is how you do it um Mm. are there ways that as parents we can we can model responsible use on social media yeah i I remember i spoke at a a mother's group uh, preschoolers Mm. and i just said look it's amazing how kids can be so consumed looking at uh endless YouTube clips or games and time just goes. And I said, and maybe even adults, you know, you might be get lost in Candy Crush. And I mean, Candy Crush is a bit of old school. And this woman came up to me and she says, that was me. I can go two to three hours playing Candy Crush and I don't get the meals prepared. So role modeling, we have to, you know, it's all very well to say to our kids, get off your phones. And then we're right on their phone or the tablet. So we have to show what we our own, what I call digital hygiene, what, what we're showing them and cleaning up our act because it's, kid will smell a hypocrite a mile away and we have to role model how much we consume and what we are looking at. And we have to role model, there's times when we have technology free times mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and for mums and dads to say, hey, during this time, we're going to have more face-to-face time. And we would love to invite you along on the journey. And then the kids will start saying, that's our normal. The ver- there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but renew your mind. So it's actually saying, hey, in our household, we're not going to follow the patterns of this world. We're going to do things differently in under our roof. And, and that means we have to start that. And I think like anything else in, in your family, there's boundaries. And so you need to set boundaries around technology. Uh, to keep everybody healthy, everybody, uh, for our mental health and well-being. I mean, we were actually talking about social media and uh, on Facebook Live, and we had a mother contact us and say that her teenage boy was um, demonstrating suicidal ideation, 
and they had to take him to hospital and everything. And they realised that it was social media. And he, they, he withdrew from social media and she said, I could not believe the difference in mm. my child. Within 24 hours, yes. his whole aspect Demeanor changed. changed um, wow. Because he was so addicted to social media. And, and it affects you because what we think is reality yeah. is actually not. And yes, yeah, it's, it's very virtual. And what people put out there is that they're having this amazing life actually is what we call instead of Facebook, fake book. Um, <laughs> and it's actually, that is real uh, because we, we know people ourselves whose lives are lived out on Facebook and their real story is quite a different scenario. Yeah. You know, we get, we get pulled in because we like to think, you know, there's these amazing lives going on and now our life sucks so then we've got to put something on. And, and so... Keeping up with the Joneses yeah, is, is alive real, as well. <laughs> absolutely. And it's such a pressure for a child or a teen to feel like they're missing out and their life is dodgy. Um, the spirit of contentment seems to get lost. Yeah. yeah. Guys, it's been a fascinating chat, one that has been very eye-opening for me as a parent on a number of different levels with kids that are only just beginning to explore social media themselves. Joe, I know yours old hat. They've yeah. been in this social media game for a while now. Uh, we're going to get this chat podcasted at thelight.com.au. You can listen back to it and just take notes because there was lots in there. Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family. Thank you so much for your time and we'll check in again soon. Thanks, yeah, more guys. Bye-bye.